And hello, hello. Welcome back to the Gay Racing Podcast. It's Zach and Alex back with you to talk about NASCAR at Kansas, IndyCar season finale at Laguna Seca, some silly season tea is brewing this week. And of course, NASCAR was just at Kansas. You already know who else is here if you're a regular at the Gay Racing Podcast. It's Jackson Todd. This is Jackson. This is like your, I can't even count, seventh, eighth time here. Like several, very <laughs> several times now. You're leading. You're on third this year. The leaderboard. Yeah. Third time this oh, year yeah. at the leaderboard. You're at the top. You'll be at the top. Yeah, forever, I'm at the top. Pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. So welcome back to the Gay Racing Podcast. Yeah. For anyone who's yeah. new, who are you? What do you do? Why? Why um, should we care? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I. Well, I don't know. Uh, my name is Jackson. Um, I've been around the like. Racing Twitter. No, I've been around. First, getting a yeah. around. Um, I don't know. I just got a degree in communications and journalism, and I've been following Slay. racing. And yeah, I don't know. This is a fun way to you to talk about racing. Oh God, look at <laughs> um, all of us. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I have a YouTube channel that I'm trying to get going. That's that's been That's my new venture. Say. Yeah, I don't know because I've, I've I've had a lot of fun on yeah, Twitter over the years. How's but the I'm trying to. Um, it's going good. My playoff prediction video is slightly disrupted, but it was a lot of fun to make, and there's still some. I think it's worth watching if you want to check it out when you're it's done. It's a good here. video. That's good. Yeah. Jackson put a lot of work into that. I highly recommend checking out, even though he got the grid wrong already. But like you know. I, yeah. How did you get the grid wrong? Did you say Reddick wasn't going to make it? I said Reddick was a first round out, which is, well, you know, yeah. it's, it's one of those things of being like, well, he's there in the 45. But anyway, we we could get into that. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely yeah. we'll definitely get into that this episode as we have a lot to talk about with Kansas. Both of you were there, of course. That's our little tradition. Um, and it's it's funny. I just, you know, we um well, number one, um, Alex, our anniversary of the podcast was this past week. And you know, I, mm-hmm. I, we were sharing some heartfelt messages on Twitter and stuff. And um, Jackson, I mean, if you if we go back, you know, Jackson was the first guest on the podcast ever back, mm-hmm. you know, Kansas twenty twenty. Yeah. Um, and we talked about you know that horrible race or was it horrible, <laughs> whatever. But what's cool to me is that we've really grown as people since then. I think all three of us were oh, in yeah. college then, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yep. when you guys now we're all graduated. Yeah. Yeah, like my first like really time talking to you guys was I was doing a paper uh, like I was writing a uh, I was well, I was writing a like a feature paper for a class um, about um, like LGBTQ representation in NASCAR, but that was like in the spring of 2020, and it was like through 2020 all of that changed so much, and it's like we've changed since then too. NASCAR changed a lot since then. It's been it's been cool. Yeah, very cool. Three years of quite the journey. Gay racing podcast and doesn't feel like three years but also i think for everyone since 2020 it's been like the quickest time has flown ever <laughs> like it's just yeah. yeah um but yeah you guys were at kansas so we'll go ahead and talk about that but um alex and jackson you lived the dreams of their of your 13 year old selves what does that mean what what what, what happened this weekend because like y'all go to kansas twice a year what made this time <laughs> like so special what 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 happened yeah so zach Jackson and I were talking about this about a week ago, and it, for the first time, that like we actually like get to experience this. We have Arca, Truck, Xfinity, 
and Cup yeah. all on the same weekend. Because normally they don't do like fucking and, Xfinity on the weekend. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think they did this last year, but I don't think we like really appreciated it. Yeah. But they're doing it. They did it again this year. And we were talking like, you know, when we were both 13, like we would kill to go to all four of these races, right? And we would just, it's just a dream come true. And it's like now that we're like in our 20s, it's just like, uh, Arca. <laughs> Do I really have to but, go? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but we were talking and it was just like, well, we really should do that to make our like inner child happy, you know. Like it was Aww. just like a little wholesome moment we were discussing. Yeah. That's really cute. And because uh, was Arca Jackson Friday? was there for the, yeah, I did. Yeah, I was there. Jackson for all was there of it. for the whole race on Arca, but I got there for uh, like the second half of Arca, and I watched all four. And Jackson, do you want to talk about being there for the whole Arca race? Yeah, did you? Yeah. Sleep I'm. Yeah, I. I don't think I need to go to another Arca race ever again. <laughs> I feel like I did it. I did it this one time to check the box of like going to all four, but like, my God. And it's like it's not even the fact that like the Arca race is like awful to go to. It's that it's all like the in between time, and like when you're just there on Saturday and Sunday, like you know, there's only one or two gaps between things. But when you have so many gaps like between every race all weekend, that's what's exhausting. Mm -hmm. And they can only do the same, like they say the same stuff pre-race. And like they do that four times. And it's just like your momentum going into race weekend, like your hype is so high. Yeah. But like you lose a little bit of Arca, you lose a little bit of trucks. And like by the time Xfinity comes around, you're like, oh my God, we're doing this again. But then luckily the cup race is the cup race. And you know, you're back up at whatever but I, I don't think i need to do this again well i have a question for you guys because i just thought of this like do you guys think it's better to have kind of them or what they do normally now with xfinity and trucks both on saturday and then cup on sunday or should it be a more traditional weekend where it's trucks friday xfinity saturday cup sunday and i mean that at like every track like what do you think is the better experience I was telling Jackson after mm -hmm. the Xfinity race that they should have put Arca to be Saturday night. I think that would have made things a lot better because the on Friday, it was just a drag. It was just yeah. waiting for the truck race was just like, oh my gosh, this is, it's never going to start. Yeah. Wait, you was know? the truck yeah. race Friday? But, yeah. yeah. The truck oh, race was sorry. Friday night. I thought night. it was Saturday night. Okay. I'm sorry. I thought they did a double header. Okay. No, you're good. My question doesn't but make sense then. It was... <laughs> It's no, I, I get what you're asking yeah. though. It's yeah. just like, how should they the condense the schedule? Yeah, I think trucks Friday night and then doing X and move cup qualifying to Friday again, how it used to be, by the oh, way. Oh, that would that be back cool. to Friday. So, y'all want like a three and day weekend, like a three day weekend? I, I don't know. I don't know what the best <laughs> way to do it is. <laughs> I don't know if, there if is you're gonna have all four, if you're gonna have all four, I think it, you need to do well, it. Yeah. You don't right. want three races in one day. That's yeah, kind I think of you need to take advantage of the Saturday night more than the Friday night. I think yeah. that's kind yes. of what it. And they didn't yeah. do that. Yeah. They had nothing right. on Saturday yeah. night. Then yeah, that doesn't yeah. make any no. sense. That's dumb. Yeah, which I mean, like yeah, yeah. they should have. That's why I assumed they had truck Saturday night because like why would they leave that open? Yeah, okay. So yeah, yeah. So that's an interesting little discussion. Yeah, yeah. And something that Jackson and I also wanted to talk about was like the overall experience at Kansas because. He and I have like the unique experience of going to Indianapolis this year. Mm. And 
Jackson was also at Chicago, which is a whole. We talked about that two weeks ago. Yeah, two months ago now on here. And it's just like when you go to Indianapolis, and I guess Chicago as well, Jackson. You're you're just Mm kind of spoiled compared to everywhere else because you go to Kansas Speedway, which like I love the track. I've been going since 2005. It looks like a nice facility. It's just like it's not like where's all this to do? There's nothing to do here. Oh, it's like, the way that I described it is that like NASCAR on track product has reached next gen like NASCAR, like branding, marketing that has reached next gen. And I feel like NASCAR on NBC is in like the next gen era. Yeah. But like the at track experience has not reached next gen. And I feel mm-hmm. like Chicago, when I was in Chicago, that was the next gen at track experience and going back to kansas i was like whoa what like what are, what are we doing here like this is it's just there's there it doesn't have that extra like oomph to it what? and it's like i don't understand yeah. like going to that that at track experience versus like the chicago at track experience like i mean if i didn't live so close to kansas i'm like i don't know if i want to keep on going back to that like i don't know i don't want to i don't know I don't. I don't know if I'd go that far personally. But you were, you were, and I were talking like, well, football started now, and it's just like, would you rather be at a foot, right. like watch football than be at a track all day waiting to do stuff for like five hours, and the race finally starts? It's just, it's an interesting yeah. discussion. And some of that I also don't know is like, I don't know. I went all four days, and I went to way more than I should have been at the track, which also like that just like stamina was worn out. So that's part of it too. I just did, I didn't Arca Arca's not worth it. <laughs> no. And the other thing that we were talking about about the at-track experience is you would not know this is a playoff race if Ooh, you are yeah. a casual fan. You go to the track and it just feels like you're going to a NASCAR race. There's nothing special going on. It's like, just another no, like, NASCAR fla- race. What when I used to go to Richmond when no. it was a playoff race, there was these huge flags of all the playoff drivers. So I got to take yep. my pick with like Kyle Larson's playoff flag, and it was really cool. And, and they made it very known that the playoffs were happening. So there was none of that at Kansas. Wow. And that's exactly what Jackson and I were talking about because the main entrance at Kansas, when they started this playoff format, the current one that we've had since 2014, they'd have those banner flags yeah. with like the driver and their number, and it would say like Junior Nation, Harvick Nation, or whatever. Oh, they could maybe scrap that was the nation cool part, when they did the hashtags. Right? Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. They maybe scrap that part. Just like have the driver, the number, maybe like a picture of the car, yeah, and and have it say like the NASCAR playoffs are here or something. Yeah, the playoffs are here. There's, but now that main entrance is just there's no flags, nothing. It's just I bet plain. It's weird. I bet it's like an ISC thing. I bet they just didn't like spend the resources on like the marketing to like produce stuff like that. Like, I wonder if maybe. and uh, maybe listeners can like tweet us to confirm. But like if um, where did they go last week? Darlington, like if Darlington had stuff like that, I wonder. And then maybe like, I guess Bristol's or on Bristol ISC, next weekend. But like if Talladega is going to have any SMI, stuff. But yeah, like because well, I wonder if yeah. like maybe that has something to do with it. Like if they just didn't spend resources. I don't know. But um. Yeah. But I, I, what, what, what do y'all think is like missing from the one track experience in terms of like stuff to do? Like, is that just like stuff at the track, stuff so, around the track? Like, what does that mean? So Kansas, 
they eliminated some grandstands, like three se- three or four sections on both sides. And now in turn one, they have this thing called the Highline District, and they're trying to make it a thing. That's where I met Harrison Burton this weekend, which uh-huh. that was a lot, that was really cool for me. But they had like a little stage. You can like see drivers up close without additional cost to your ticket, right? Cool. But then they also have additional seating where it's like there's like tables and like like booth chairs like you could hang out i don't know if it's necessary but they have that you can pay to go in that section but then they have like a tent like a little seating area with like tvs to like watch the race on but it's just and at, they, the race. At, at the at the <laughs> stage where i met the driver harrison burton and you can kyle bush was there before that in the spring denny hamlin was there like that that part's cool but then they have like concerts happening but it's just like they're cover bands and they're covering songs from like the 80s and 70s. And it's like, you're not going to. Yeah. That's not appealing. You got to do a little bit more. Anyone younger. Especially like when Bob you're near Pocris a city. Said like you're near a city. Take advantage Bob of Pocris it. Said at the, Bob Pocris said at the tweet up that they were playing songs that they were playing at his high school prom. That's really funny. <laughs> and it's that just, is really funny. And that's. I, and it's just like all love to Bob, but like that's not Bob had a good time. The songs you should I be playing, <laughs> you know. Bob was. Zach, I think you raised a good point of how they're this like this track is near a city, and what like NASCAR picks up and it. puts down at Darlington, you don't need to put, pick up and put down in Kansas. Like yes, you Alex, need to make them different events. Alex, and, how like, fast was your drive to Kansas? Twenty-five minutes. That's shorter than my commute to work. Like that's shorter than probably a lot of people's commute to work. Like that's and, and you Alex, the way, Alex lives in the city. Not to yes. dox you, but and by the way, <laughs> Kansas Speedway, it is the city built around it. Right, like, there are stores. It's very commercialized. There are apartments. There's a brand new apartment building being built over there now. There's like some people probably literally just drove across the street to go to a race. Like you don't need to make this like some, you know middle of nowhere show yeah like the show is there like you know like chicago we we're talking about that like the show's there it's not like iowa speedway you don't have to drive an hour to get there it is there already wow like i don't know it it's just a little weird especially after going to indianapolis right and then jackson chicago and indy it's just like something's missing that's and so I, interesting to me that's why we wanted to start the show with that it's just like yeah. they're I love the race. I love the race weekend, but it's just like something's missing and there there's some a lot more they could do. Yeah. I mean, as someone who's never been to Kansas, I can tell just from what Well, you know, you showed me the track. You you drove me by the track when yeah, I visited you it. and I could see how much stuff was built around it and I could just like and you know, I knew they spent money like um with the Hollywood Hollywood Casino stuff. Like I know Kansas um Kansas Speedway is one of the better facilities in NASCAR. Would you say like mm-hmm. so you would think, yes. yeah, the at track experience would probably be top of the top of the line. And maybe for NASCAR standards right now it is, but we need to raise the bar a little bit. So I think I think that's really cool that you guys brought that up. And yeah, yeah. I just think that's really cool. But I guess we'll go ahead and talk about the race because the race. But or, yeah, go ahead, Alex. One more thing. Yeah. One more go thing ahead. before the race is Jackson pointed this oh, out yeah, on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. And a lot of people were upset about it is the prices at the track are kind of ridiculous. And, for example, Jackson, if you want to go with yeah. this, you've got, like, well, chicken strips. Yeah, I, I saw yeah. this. My chicken gender tweet, it got 94 It got ninety four replies. I was like, this is not, that's not what was supposed to happen here. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Bro, I, he's trying to get some chicken tenders. 
I literally, I was just like, I was like, oh my god, guys, these are expensive. Like, that's all I was saying. Anyway, I tried to picture of these chicken tenders. And I was like, it was $16. And I was like, this is, this is, for this three. is ridiculous. For three little chicken tenders and, like, a handful of fries. I'm like, what are, what are we doing here? Like, come on. And, yeah, so it was just like, and the thing in Chicago, I think it's just... I keep going back to Chicago. Like the food was cheaper there. The food was better there. And they, I mean, like, like it's just, yeah, the, the concessions are expensive and it's under like people in there are in the replies telling me you're supposed to bring your own food. You're supposed to bring your own drinks. That's not the default at a sports event. If this is like a casual fan or somebody coming to their first yeah. event, they don't understand that. And also the chicken tender shouldn't be $16. Yeah. Like it's, it's just like, it's, it's not about, you know, Lugging a whole cooler to a race sucks, in my opinion. Yeah, it's, you shouldn't it. have to do that. <laughs> I hate it. I hated doing it at Iowa. I hated doing it at like fuck, uh, what like Richmond. Every time I go to Richmond, I have to do it. Like I hate it. It's annoying. Yeah, and then the other thing I told Jackson was it's not welcoming to families. Like no. if you have like yeah. a family of four, like two parents and two kids, like then if you want to get all chicken strips, like what's sixteen times four? Like you just spent a whole bunch of money. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. On top of if you had to get a hotel, on top of your ticket costs, on top of if you had to rent a car, like it just goes, uh, yeah. it goes through the roof. Like they're not going to come back, you know? No. So that's a good exactly. thing to bring up. But and then, as we mentioned earlier, there's nothing to do at the track. You're just going to be waiting around for your sixteen dollars contenders. Of... <laughs> <laughs> it's just like there's a lot of things they could do better, and I really want them. Jackson to, spent half know? his paycheck just to get four chicken tenders and three French fries. Literally, three chicken tenders, <laughs> three, three chicken tenders, <laughs> and like three French fries. That's crazy. They probably were. Those French fries probably tasted like um cardboard too. That. <laughs> I mean, they weren't $16 worthy. Um, so we can go into the race now, but I do want to give Slay of the Week to Tony Breidinger for replying to Jackson's tweet and saying <laughs> that uh, she had she had Raising Canes at her hauler because she was sponsored by Canes in the oh. ARCA race. And she finished third in the ARCA race. She was the first car lap down, her only two cars on lead lap. But she finished third, and she was making full, big passes at the end of that race, honestly. God. So. I Very love impressive. raising canes. I, I I don't have one near me. me I had one at college on my campus, but I don't have one near me right now. That place slaps. It, it's so good. They, they need to sponsor us, anyways. Um, the race for real. Yes. Yes. So, um, <laughs> if you haven't listened, uh, Zach is in the process of like moving. So, I don't know how much you watch Zach, if at all. I but... watched half the race. Like, legit. I had it on. Okay. I did. Okay. So, Tyler Reddick won in overtime. It is 23-11's third win in the last four Kansas races. And Denny Hamlin won the other race that 23-11 did not win. Have they so, Denny Hamlin has basically won four in a row. Have they won at any other track? 23-11? Cur- yeah, no. Talladega. Talad- oh, yeah. In Talladega. Okay. That's it. Yeah. Wow. And Kansas. another interesting thing about this is that the 45 cars won all three of the 2311 That's, wins at Kansas yeah. with with Kurt Busch, Bubba Wallace, and now Tyler Reddick. Huh. Very interesting. That is really interesting. Yeah. And so I want to start with, before we like get into the like, actual like meat of the race here, is this like win for Reddick? Like he was like the second, third best car all day, too. Is like he now like a serious title contender, as like we mentioned earlier. 
Jackson, you had him out I, in the first round. Yeah, what do you think? I, I did have him out in the first round, and that was largely due to like race execution. But the twenty three eleven pit crews were for real on Sunday. Like Bubba they passed were. Larson at a point on pit road, and like Reddick wow. getting around the Larson Elliott situation on pit road, like that put him in a position for the final restart. So like if twenty three eleven can keep up this execution and if like they can knock Truex out here, then yeah, I think Reddick is suddenly way up the power ranking. That's here. the key, isn't it? Knocking Truex out. That's what I was going mm-hmm. to say. I think if Truex mm-hmm. which I think that's a tall order to be honest, because you know, it's Martin Truex Jr. I think he can go to Bristol have a pretty good run. But I mean if he if he gets knocked out, that's twenty five percent of what was going to be the final four to be honest. We we all know that. Like so, mm-hmm. that's one more spot. And I think Reddick, at I think at it's at Reddick's best. I think he's could probably be the guy that's at the cut line, right? I mean, he yes, he could go to Homestead and win it, but Larson's going to be fast there. Bell might be fast there. Like it's just it's hard for him to just go out and win. Yet he just went out and won this race. Now, granted, he had some assistance over time, and you know, mm-hmm. fast pit stop, good restart. Um, he didn't run away with it, but he still executed when a lot of people, you know, Jackson said himself, I thought about not including him in my round of 12, but I think that was a, that was a good, that was a good race for them to kind of prove the, prove the haters wrong, especially after a second place run at Darlington. Right. So, Mm -hmm. um, good start for the 45 team and are they a title contender? I don't think you can say no. Totally agree. And then you mentioned Martin Truex. Let's move that up on the dock here. So he had a tire puncture early in the race. Like lap one just was like way off the pace, just like really slow. It was like very obvious, like something was wrong. And then on lap three, he finally spun and hit the wall and just finished last. And then they, I guess if you cannot move your car to your pit stall, they will not tow you to your pit stall. The same thing happened to Logano yeah, when he was like really mad on the radio that week. That's interesting. So then Shurik's just out of the race because he wasn't able to move the car anymore. Because that's the next-gen car. That's just how it's designed. Yeah. It's because of the diffusers, yeah. isn't it? Because like once the tire goes flat... Well, I think it was more than that because the right front was completely out the other way like oh. it wasn't just like it, he wasn't just stuck on the ground like oh. the wheels were not okay operational okay <laughs> like again i, I don't watch. think they could have i don't think they could have yeah it would have been pushing at all but it's still kind of like they should get a chance to look at it in my yeah. opinion but yeah I don't know. they should work on that but um, in this situation i don't i guess it doesn't really matter that much yeah so we'll come back to truex when we get to the points later and then in the race, Denny Hamlin, Kyle Larson, they looked like they have the best cars. Larson dominated early, and then Hamlin kind of dominated once he got into stage three. And then neither of them won, because of course they didn't. And <laughs> neither of them won. Five wins total this and year from both of them, by the way. At some point in the middle of the race, I think this is uh, when they started getting into the tire strategy part of the race, and Larson stayed out. And on the restart, Chastain over in turn two kind of got into Larson from what I saw, at least from the stands. And then Larson just kind of fell way back and was like in 15th and kind of was just stuck there rest of the race, it seemed, until the overtime. Uh, he climbed back up at the end. But uh, Jackson, what did you see between uh, with Kyle Larson specifically? 
Um, actually, well, in that in the long green flag run in stage three where Hamlin was leading, Larson was making crazy progress up through the field. Like he gained several spots on that long green flag run where, you know, some other places and like with an extra in car, you talk about dirty air, not being able to pass, track position being too important. Pass. But Larson was able to make passes and get up through the field. And even without, you know, the late restart and all that shuffle, like Larson was still recovering for a good day. So um, I think that says, I mean, a lot about Kansas, I guess, but also, you know, Kyle Larson and how, how good he was. And it was great that he was able to recover and, and bounce back, even though he'd already advanced and whatever. But, you know, it shows it was possible. Sure. And then moving over to Denny Hamlin, he was kind of quietly moving his way through the field all day long. He wasn't really good mm-hmm. in practice or qualifying. But then at the once it's hit stage three, like stage two ended, I think he was like second or third at the end of that stage. And then he just took the lead when stage three started. And it looked like he wasn't going to look back. Might have had this race wrapped up and would have if we didn't get that late yellow. Yeah. Just once again, I think Denny Hamlin, I think he's showing he's the championship favorite. He dominated Darlington, had the loose wheel. He dominated Kansas the second half of it. I feel like if you're Denny Hamlin with championship wise, you got to feel pretty good, but you got to be annoyed. I, you're not getting that. You don't know stuff like that's the reason people don't win the championship at the final race. That's fair, right? That's fair. I don't know. And it, again, a lot of, well, you can say the loose wheel was self inflicted. I think that oh, that situation is still kind of confusing, but to be honest, looking at um, yesterday, Denny Hamlin still should have won that race on that restart. In my opinion, they gave it away. I think, but I think something also yesterday is like you had the batch of cars at the front. It was like Hamlin, but it was also Larson and Elliott, Bubba and Reddick. Like that should have been your top five. And Hamlin was basically the only one that survived without trouble until there at the end. Reddick ended up getting back around him. So I mean, it was going to be one of those five at the at the end of the day. So I think saying Hamlin, I mean, he led the most laps, and in that sense, he dominated. But he didn't necessarily have the dominant car, which I guess I'm, you know, I'm contradicting myself there because he, you know, he led the most laps and he did dominate. But it was it was because of circumstance to others, yeah, like Larson losing his lead and stuff. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And you mentioned it, Zach, that last restart. What happened there? Larson was holding back, according to Denny, to try and get an advantage. And so Denny was just trying to block the five because I think he figured the five was his main competition. Just block the yeah. five as much as he can. But then he let the 45 and others get way too far ahead yeah, it was where he really just couldn't catch back up. And I think one or two more laps, I think he probably could have caught Reddick. Yeah. I don't because he was catching up. He got up to second. He admitted on the post-race interview that he was not looking forward enough. Like he was literally just looking yeah. in his mirror too much. And I was just so... As, like, a Larson fan, and as, you know, he was my fantasy pick yesterday, I was so frustrated being like, Denny, what are you doing? Like, it looked like he was really, like, blocking to keep him back, like Sergio Perez at Abu Dhabi. Like, it was like, <laughs> what are you doing? Why are you three car lengths behind the guy you're restarting? But I, I just, I was really mad, and I think that's kind of an, a dumb move. I get that what he was trying to do, but... Yeah. Can you? You have to get a good restart. That's the best offense. Getting a good restart is the best offense, and he had a terrible restart. So, yep, yeah, yeah. I will say I liked how that final restart went for my fantasy. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) 
Because I had Reddick, if you aren't aware, Zach. Oh, for real? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Did he do good yesterday? So, other dr- yeah, <laughs> he won the race. Can you believe that? Wow. That's really cool. Other drama happening before Zach hits me through the face. Uh, hits me in the face virtually. <laughs> I will hit you uh, through the face. Ch- <laughs> <laughs> so, Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson had more drama. Chase Elliott was mad at Kyle Larson after they exited the pits in that final restart four wide. Larson went down to try not getting hit by Keselowski, I believe it was. And then that went into the nine and then exiting the pits. uh, Chase went down and basically doored Kyle Larson. What do we think about this? I think Chase is a little... (laughs) Sorry, what were you going to say, Jackson? (laughs) No, you had Zach. (laughs) No, it's okay. I can't really say it. I'm trying not to cuss anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I think... I don't know what... Like, Chase's deal. It's just like, bro, what are you doing? It's a child. Like, it's not... Literally a child. Like, he had not... Okay, like, he also had room to get over closer to Reddick. Like, there was no reason for him to crowd Larson that close anyway. Like, if Chase would have just been using the room to his right, Larson wouldn't have hit him anyway. So, like, that's step one. Step two, you're in the owner's playoff. It's your teammate in the driver's playoffs. Like, the whole situation is like, dude, just move on. Get over it. Seriously. (laughs) Get a grip. That's what I'm telling Chase Kelly. Get a grip. (laughs) He's just not the same. I think this series just mentally checked out. Like, I don't it, think he wants to be there, honestly. Like, and this deal with Kyle Larson, I made a tweet saying it's very obvious that Chase Elliott just does not like Kyle Larson and is mad about not being number one anymore. Yeah. And the some jealousy. Chase fans did not like that. I, I think, muted the tweets. I don't. I don't see that. But it's, it's uh, it has to be so obvious. true. Like, he came in and replaced Jeff Gordon as, like, he was the first guy of this wave of Hendrick to get there. He went to the 24, and, like, Larson came in and totally disrupted that. And, like, while Chase was gone, that's when William Byron showed up. Like, this has been absolutely worst case for for Chase. (laughs) And... I used to always, like, I love the Chase Elliott versus Kyle Larson comparisons. It's been a thing basically since they got in the Cup Series together. Um, Like, back in 2019, Mm -hmm. I remember the debate was really hot. And I'm just like, Larson's matching this dude in a Ganassi car, you know? But I just, I've always, I've started to develop this animosity towards Chase Elliott. And his behavior this year has just basically confirmed it to me like why i have this animosity because he's obviously just losing his cool a lot we had the thing with hamlin at the 600 that got him suspended and did not help him make the playoffs and now we have this little incident and just stuff he says and just i don't know i i'm not really yeah this year in NASCAR, it's like simulating a year without Chase Elliott. You know what I mean? We've had him out, not in mm-hmm. races. We don't have him in the championship picture. And it, some parts, a part of me wants to be like, is he really that valuable of a star? Right? When we talk about stars in the sport, like Kyle Larson, like Kyle Busch, Joey Logano, and Denny Hamlin, and their personalities, and their skills, and everything. Is Chase Elliott really that valuable to that kind of no. stardom? It's... It's so interesting how he is he is so valuable to his fan base, but like Ooh. it seems like nothing no to one everybody else. else. That's an interesting point. And I think he's the only one where it's truly like that, where like 
Denny Hamlin has a fan base, but you can cheer. There's a group that cheers against Denny, and like people care about Denny, even if you're not a fan of Denny. They want to know I what he has to say. It's hard to find people that care about Chase. Yeah. That care about Chase. If you're not that Chase Elliott fan, it's it's in, it's such a weird dynamic. And it's not like Dale Jr. That's either. So true. Like no, because number one, everyone loved Dale Jr. <laughs> if you said you didn't like Dale Jr., you're lying. You did. Like, <laughs> but I'm just a boomer. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And by the way, Chase Elliott had probably the best race he's had all year. He oh, led a, quite a few laps so. yesterday. It, it's not like he was like running 20th and then doored Kyle Larson. Like, no, he was running competitively and had a shot at the win. And it's, he's probably like this damn guy in the five car again. Oh, Rookman's my day. Like, he gets so fed up, I think, and just like bored him. Yeah, but it didn't even but ruin like, his day. It was just like a little bit of contact. I know. On pit road. But yeah, you know, you're know, right. But, yeah. You know, yeah. he's just like over dramatic about it right. and then reacts yeah. at him. It, I don't know. It, it's so interesting. Jackson said it perfectly. I like, think so. Yeah. It, it's so true. Because like, if you're not All a those Chase commercials, fan, you don't care about it. When him. he came back, Chase Elliott's back. Oh, my God. Like, why? <laughs> no one why? cared but his fans. <laughs> yes. That's insane. It's, it's true. Gosh. Yeah. So it's it's yeah. it is interesting in racing because like in other sports you you know you have like the big market teams and the small market teams so like you know like the yankees get whatever coverage because they're the yankees and in in racing like i don't it's it's i mean the dynamic is different obviously and like it's it's some of that time where you like you're like you blend into like what stick and ball sports like do and like what works there and like what doesn't work in racing and like i think just the way of marketing drivers like the way you think about like uh, branding like your series and your league and the stars it, it is a different dynamic and chase is an example of that i think i agree and then another hendrick driver i want to touch on is uh, william byron was just not present he was just a non-factor he spun in this race he brought out a caution he basically ran 15th all day and there was an interesting side story before the race started where he had a broken suspension the team replaced it, and normally you would think that would be an unapproved adjustment. You'd go to the rear of the field at the start, right? But it wasn't. NASCAR deemed it to be a part issue rather than a team issue, so they allowed them the, the 24 to keep their qualifying spot. This is a weird situation, and at the tweet, Bob Parker was like, I don't know why they did that. NASCAR's reasoning was it was a part rather than a team. I issue. know they why did. they did that. I, I saw that they opened the garage an hour early, I believe, to let all the teams check for that same thing. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, so their reasoning is that it was a, like, a, what's the word? Like a, a, a like a, when you get something and it's just like a, def- a defect. So they're saying it was a defected suspension. So they let all the teams then check their suspensions. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Well, I, maybe. Yeah. Well, listen, I know why they let the 24 team do it. It's the same reason why they let the 24 team wreck the 11 under caution. So, but thankfully, the most NASCAR thing ever did not happen, and the 24 did not go on to dominate this race, which I feared would happen. No, it just was not that time not of the month. It's not that time of the month. The race was too good. Mm. The race was too good. It's true. Yeah, but yeah. Check him at Texas. William Byron. <laughs> yeah, where you can't pass. Byron will get the pull at Texas, and just no one can pass him. Three, yeah, yeah. three hundred sixty-seven laps led. 
or whatever it is. But yeah. <laughs> and like, and to go back to our playoff grid discussion, Jackson has Byron winning the championship. Spoilers for I his do. video. Sorry, Jackson. No, but, it's all right. I... But Zach and I have Byron out before the championship four. We have him out after the round of eight. You have him winning and the championship. Races. I do. I'm. Whoa. Yep. Races like Kansas are exactly why I have Byron not making it. I don't think he has <laughs> the ability to put a race together unless he's on pole. He's going to stay exactly where he starts. <laughs> if he makes a championship I, four, he'll have to win the pole for that race. Saturday's the decision maker. Yeah, I, I just think he sucks. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not a... He's talented, but I don't think he can, I don't okay, think he can improve his day. Here you go. So, Alex, last week at Darlington, right, William Byron matter. finished fourth after starting 23rd. Pulling up the racing reference on us. All right. I did. Can you repeat right that, Jackson? Now. Zach was All right, talking. Darian Gilliam. <laughs> All right, I got you. <laughs> last week, finished fourth after starting 23rd. And unlike Martin Truex Jr., he's doing what he needs to do given his position in this round. He didn't need yeah. to go win this race. He just needed Would've to Would have been nice, 15. though. Damn. Like, what? what? Right. Come on. Okay. So, Come uh, get out of he here. Didn't need to... Oh, my God. You see what I'm saying, so, though? He's doing when he's, he's managing his playoffs. He's no, managing his right. playoffs. He didn't. Because that's why right. people say Joey Logano shows up out of nowhere. He manages that's his true. playoffs. William Byron's managing okay. his playoffs. I think he's still a contender. I mean, a, it, ain't, it ain't motorsport that's a good manager. Point. It's NASCAR. Go out and win the race, dude. Come on. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm that's just... A, it's a good point about Byron, but I feel like that's like the one in like a million times this ever happened. If he wasn't driving you know? for the like one of the two best organizations in the sport, I think I like that argument more. Like he's one of the fastest cars I, all year. Oh, oh, I agree. I agree. But I mean, you can say that pretty much. You can say that a lot of years and, about a lot of I champions. guess so. so. You're right. And by the way, I would put Truex right alongside Byron. They are the exact same in a lot of regards. I think they are just able to really, if they start with a good car, they're going to end with a good car. I think Byron is still very young. I think we need some time to to settle that I think that Byron is able to get better, but Do Truex has been around not disrespect forever. Martin Truex like that again, please. <laughs> I'm Look at Darlington last week, honey. That's because he had a broken part in his car. Okay, why didn't he figure that out sooner? Because he's a dumbass, okay? He's allowed to be stupid that's basically sometimes. basically what Martin said. That's like, basically what Martin said. Listen, that's different. That's so different. Martin Truex, do not disrespect him, please. They both dominate races for a reason. Like, like no, they're the same dominate, genre of driver, but they're not the seen. same like that. Don't disrespect him. You're disrespecting him. <laughs> I'm serious. Oh, boy. Someone I want to respect that doesn't get enough respect is Eric Jones. Okay, fair enough. Yep. Eric Jones, I think, is the most underrated NASCAR Cup Series driver right now. And we've been That 43 car. Yes. That 43 car was top 10 all day. He had a shot at the win. I know that was on strategy, trying to, you know, take advantage of overtime. Like, he was running, like, as high as, like, fourth, I think, on pace at points in this Oh, yeah. Like, so impressive and we saw this at darlington last week as well i think maybe legacy's starting to figure things out i know they're in the last few races with chevy bad timing maybe maybe they'll be good at momentum going with toyota next year but eric jones is fantastic finished third and also 
shout out to his teammate for this weekend, Car- Carson Hosevar, uh, finished 20th. There was a point where I think he just did not know Harrison Burton was to his outside and put Harrison into the wall. And it kind of ended Harrison's day, which is unfortunate. But I think that was just yeah. like a maybe a spotter issue. I poor, don't know for sure. Poor Harrison but, can't catch a break with these incidents. I know, but I know. yeah, no. Um, I, lo- I, I, I opened Twitter during that, and everyone's like, "It's every week with Harrison Burton." It's like that. Uh, both oh, incidents were not his fault. These last two weeks, they're just not his fault. No. Now, you could say it's his fault because he's running in that position in the back. But I mean, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's just, but we're not talking about Harrison. Yeah, I mean, Eric Jones, I mean, what, I want to see what Eric Jones would do if he was put back in a Gibbs car. Like, not saying he should go back I, to Gibbs, but, like, what would that look like? Because he's... Well, next next year, when Toyota shows up to Legacy Motor Club, we might get some insight. Like a flavor, yeah, a flavor of that. Because, yeah. you know, like, depending on how strong the, whatever, whatever goes into that, like, relationship and alliance, but, um... Because are, are they getting, like, is it going to really be an alliance, or is it just, like, Toyota? Think, or is it just manufacturer support? I don't know. I, mm, You know? I don't know. Because it's not the same. As like I don't, I don't think it's going to be the same oh, as, like, with 2311. Like, so no, I don't think it's going to be Like, that. I'm talking about Eric Jones and, no. like, top equipment. It's just, like, I don't think JGR is, like, the right culture for him. Because, obviously, they showed they don't want him. And then I don't know if he's really a Hendrick type of driver. It's so you know? interesting. Um, like talking about the culture at Joe Gibbs racing, but they went through that era there where they were just like bouncing drivers in and out the door. Well, they still do. And now suddenly, and I mean, what now it feels like they were kind of in a weird spot. Like when Kyle left and like, now that like Truex and Denny for a while here, looked like they were both going to leave. Suddenly they didn't have enough like drivers, like ready to go, like at the cup series level. And like, they kind of like sent like, you know, the Logano, the Suarez, the Jones, like they sent those guys out like really fast, and it, it almost cost them if, if if a few things fell differently, you know, in contracts and stuff. But yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, they're a lot like Red Bull, I, where they either show complete loyalty or no loyalty. I think. Yeah, yeah, I think with Legacy, what's happening there? They're not going to be like twenty three eleven, but they're not going to be like as fast as Gibbs either. They're just going to be a new Toyota team, and I think the best comparison that we can expect. Is and I don't think they'll be in the same pace as them. I think they're going to be like Toyota's version of Team Penske, where they're kind of just their own thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get that. Yeah, like not pace wise. I don't think they'll be as fast as Penske. Maybe they'll be more consistent. Yeah, they need that, I guess. But I think they're going to be like Toyota's version of Penske, like kind of like how Michael Waltrip Racing was, kind of yeah. just their own. And like yeah. these days, I mean, they'll still get plenty of sim time. I mean, there's only so many Toyota teams, but you know. Um, so Jackson, um, you have, you have this kind of, what's it called? A theory hypothesis. Yeah. I mean, if it's, if it's proven true so often, is it a hypothesis anymore? Like, I mean, it's starting to be a theory, I think. uh Um, Um, yeah, it's the, my, my hundred start thing. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I talk about it on here every time, but just for some updates on that, basically the, the point is that. When drivers, you have to let them cook and get to 100 career starts, and that's when they will typically hit their stride. So, like, examples of this would be, like, Chase Elliott, William Byron, Kyle Larson, all won their first win, their 98, 99th start, and then it was on from there. So, um, some examples. This weekend, for example, Tyler Reddick won 
it was his 138th start. So he had he didn't win in his first 90 starts, but he has five wins in his last 48 starts. Yeah. So that's very similar to a pace of like Christopher Bell, very similar to a pace Chase Elliott, Dan Hamlin, Kyle Larson. They're all floating about that benchmark. So in terms of other drivers and like driver development, Chase Briscoe and Justin Haley both had their 100th career starts at Kansas this weekend. So that's kind of interesting so kind if those guys are going to pan out or not. Yeah. Yeah. So like Chase Briscoe like already has his one win. So like, you yeah. know, Justin Haley he's moving too. along. So Justin, yeah, just, yeah, they both have one win. So, but, you know, they the earned them in different ways. Coming but... up. <laughs> yeah. So they're on the way, but and like it back to be in defense of Harrison Burton and like Austin Sendrick as well. Like Ooh. Sendrick is at, um, well, Sendrick has a win too. He won the, they talk about one of the Sendrick's biggest at, race in the sport, but yeah. you know. Um, <laughs> but Cindric's at seventy-one starts. Harrison Burton yeah. is at sixty-five. Like the point of this is like when they start like consistently winning, like actually winning yeah. a lot of races. Which yeah, I mean, Chase Being Elliott like, when he yeah. started winning, he he's well, he started winning. He won three races in the right. first year. He got a win, right? So yeah, yeah. I mean, like, Todd Gilland is another one that's in the sixties right now. Once it's cooked, these guys they are eat. coming. Once it's cooked, they eat. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's what it. That's what that Jackson. Means. I don't know if you have this on hand, but how many starts does John Hunter Nemechek have in cut? Um. Uh, so that is. Um. Here, let me let me go to my racing reference. It's probably well, he here. has one full time season, and then probably like a dozen or so. So probably like right. fifty or something. Probably fifty. Yeah. If I had to guess, because he's another one. He'll be full time next year. Right. Forty two. That was confirmed. Yeah. Just kind of curious with him. Because, like you said, Harrison, I'm glad they're giving Harrison Burton another year, it sounds like, in the 21. Like, he's... So... I think he just needs more time. I think yeah. three John years Hunter, really is the thing, though. That makes sense. John Hunter Nemechek mm-hmm. is at 40. So, in theory, going into his... So, he'd have, like, still two seasons yeah. left to go, pretty much. That makes sense. Which makes sense. Gotcha. I mean, the first year's your rookie season. The second year, you're going back all, to all these tracks and kind of, like, really starting mm-hmm. to refine your crap. That third year is when it's like, okay... You can start. I have plenty of data now. I need to, you know, I can perform well now. That makes sense to me. So I think that's that theory definitely holds, in my opinion. Yeah. So I love it. So for drivers, it's sink or swim time, you know? Yes. So keep an eye on Austin Sendrick next year, I guess is the point of that. If, you know, Penske gets their stuff together, Sendrick, Sendrick becoming a, you know, a veteran driver now. Sort of, I mean, you know, a young veteran might help raise the organization a little bit. Yeah. Right. Well, let's talk about Brad Kozlowski because he won stage two, finished ninth, top five all day, um, seemingly better than Chris Busher. He ran um, at Kansas. And normally, obviously, you know, Chris Busher has been, weirdly enough, the poster boy for RFK, even though he doesn't have his name in the team name. Um, but, you know, Brad came out yesterday, and of course, I mean, they'd been running really equal all year. It's just the 17 car always seemed to either have the edge or in cases like I think Daytona and even almost Richmond just find the edge. Just kind of got a little bit luckier mm-hmm. or didn't make the mistake. But, you know, the six car showing again, they're fast too, getting a stage win, which is, I think, I mean, it's very valuable for them. That point could come into play later. And yeah, what do you guys think about Brad? go first jackson 
Oh, um, I think I, uh, I mean, it was a really good day for him. The last time that Brad had a better average running position than Chris Busher was way back at Richmond where Busher won anyway. So it was, uh, probably, probably good, good for Brad to actually have a day where he can be, you know, the flagship driver for the team that he owns. Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> and something with this stage win was that this was the part of the race where we had a bunch of tire wear in play which we haven't had that a yeah. lot with, with this car so that was a lot of fun to watch by this was like my favorite part of the race by far but he got around kevin harvick who i think was on the same tire strategy as him but he flew right on by and then he caught up the chase elliott made the pass it was just so impressive. Brad, like even outside of the tire wear stuff, like he was running top five all day. I don't think he ninth. I don't think that's representative of where he was all day at all. I honestly think he was like a top five car. Yeah, it just it's so impressive. And like you said, like he hasn't really I think Busher is Busher's probably like two spots better than the six most weeks. It seems maybe a couple more than that. So, like, it was really nice to see that the 17 wasn't running bad by any means, but they had a lot of issues as early on in the race. They had a loose wheel, and that set them back. And then they had the other issue we're talking about in a minute. Just the six, I think they might, they're, they're the dark horse. I know Busher kind of came through. He's in Zach and I's championship four. We'll see if that happens or not. But Keslowski, he's the true dark horse of this playoff, I think. He can make a deep run, like, truly. And then talk about Chris Busher. His top 20 streak came to an end. He's had that since Bristol that's Dirt. That's insane to me. Wow. Just that's just crazy consistent. Crazy. Yeah, that's wow. That's really impressive. Yeah. And I, I, he was going to get another one if he doesn't have the issue at the end with the tires. And the tire, that was an issue throughout this whole race, too. We saw it several times with Bubba Wallace as well. Just... Yeah, really interesting. And then I mentioned Bubba Wallace. He ended up breaking a toe link when his tire went out. Frustrated. He was running second when that happened, I believe, right behind Kyle Larson. Frustrating. I think he probably could have been in contention at the end, just like Reddick was to win that race. That sets him back in the points. As well as Martin Truex Jr. We talked about earlier. He had his tire puncture at the end. Discussion before we get into points. Truex was the regular season champion. He was pretty mid at Darlington, as we talked about. Yeah. Out at lap three in Kansas. He's now minus seven below the cut line. Currently, if you win the regular season championship, you get 15 playoff points. Yeah. Do we need a round one bye to make sure that the regular season champion um, no. is through or no? no. I hate the playoffs, so no. I say no, because... Well, I'm more open to this idea this year. I don't know why. I'm just, like, really okay with the playoffs this year. Like, Jackson, I, I guess you got me to the year. side where it's like, you know, the I, 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 listen, the 19 car should not have ran like that at Darlington. And yep. the tire thing just sucks. And but it wouldn't suck as much if, if they ran good at Darlington. I'm just saying. Exactly. exactly. And I it's agree. like, yeah, I did the... Not to get into the points necessarily yet, but if I, I think I did the math correctly, if he finished as the worst car on the lead lap at Darlington and Kansas, he would still he'd still he'd be at the cut right now. Yeah, like that's not a. I mean, he's basically standard. still at the cut. Like seven points he, is not yeah. that big of a deal for the nineteen team. Yeah, I feel he like. does. He does get a buy. Fifteen playoff points is is a buy. He got <laughs> two mulligans basically, like kind of, you know, kind of right, like. 
Um, I mean, Darlington, they kind of figured at Darlington that that was their mulligan. And the thing that's concerning is Bristol's not really Martin's, like, best track. He doesn't really have a strong history there like other tracks. So it's a little bit concerning. But that's how it that's how it's laid out. And, you know, um, are we ready to get into the points? Because I have a lot to say about some of these drivers near the cut I line. think, yeah. Well, I, I want another point on Trex's playoff points. Yeah. So he had he had 36 playoff points. Right, so Joey Logano, Kevin Harvick, Ross Chastain, and Kyle Busch—they're yet they, in the first two races of this round. They haven't scored 36 points in a race yet, and yet they are above Truex right now. So, like mm. the Truex, like by whatever, they've totally screwed this up. Anyway, just just to reiterate that point. Yeah, I don't think we need a buy. No. It just it, there. it, really it complicates it even further. It's already, I think, it's just it's perfectly complicated. You know what I mean? The playoffs. Mm-hmm. It's complicated yeah. perfectly enough. So let's take a look at those points closer to the cut line. Chastain's plus 19, Chris Buescher plus 13, which, by the way, those wins, he'd be below it without them right now. Wow, yeah. You're Christopher right. Bell plus 13, Joey Logano, Joe Log is plus 12, <laughs> then Kevin Harvick plus 7. If I'm any of these guys, the reason why I listed all them. I don't feel safe at all. And I would even include Kyle Busch and Ryan Blaney in that as well. I wouldn't feel safe if I'm them who are above these guys. How are we thinking? How are we feeling about these guys Um, here? I want to go first because, you know, Chastain, whatever, he's been running pretty good since these playoffs started. Busher, I mean, he literally won here last year or whatever. I'm I'm feeling fine if I'm them. Christopher Bell, someone I'm nervous about. That 20 team can have the fastest car and, like, mess it up. Because they do. They mess it up on pit road. Christopher messes it up on the racetrack. I mean, 13 points, that's not a lot. And, I, you know, I think he better get some stage points because I feel like... I feel like that's the team that's going to make a mistake and it's going to be an early exit. And didn't didn't we say that, Alex, like two episodes ago? Like, Christopher Bell could be the shock exit. Like, he he really could. And Logano... I mean, we see Logano all year. Yesterday, or yeah, yesterday even, he gets a pretty good finish out of it. Out of when he wasn't really running that good. Like, I think Logano, you, that, that team can execute. And Harvick. Logano? Yeah. They go on Logano. He'd be right at the cut line. Like, plus one, plus zero. If they don't make that call at the end of the race. Yeah. They gain literally like 12 spots. And that's how many points they are above. It, they always do that. Like Jackson yeah. mentioned earlier, they just like spawn at the at the they do. top five late restarts after running like 15th all day. It, it's really remarkable. And I think they're capable of being able to advance, even though maybe they don't really have a car to do it. I think they'll be able to get it done. Yeah. And then like Harvick is like, he's really good at Bristol lately. So he should be mm-hmm. fast. It's just like again, I think this four team just sometimes just weird stuff happens to them, like at Darlington. So, mm-hmm. but my thing is right now, and I'll get you guys, I'll get y'all's opinions on it. But I feel like Bell and Truex are going to swap positions, so Truex will get back over the cut line. And I think Bell's going to drop under it. That's what I'm kind of looking at. And Bubba, it's hard to tell what Bubba's going to do, but 19 points. It's kind of I feel like that's kind of a lot for that 23 team to make up, just with how they've been running. It, like they have been running good. You know, Bristol's not the worst track for him, but what do you guys think about? I I just I I didn't mean to go through all the drivers, but like, what who who are you guys kind of looking at near the cut line? 
Jackson? I don't know. I feel like, yeah, Bubba's, Bubba's Stenhouse McDowell are staying down. If someone's coming up, it's Trex. But even then, I don't... I think it would be Harvick that falls down. But I don't, I don't think, I don't think, I don't know if that's going to happen. I think the thing with like Chastain, Busher, and like everyone above that, it's not necessarily their distance to the cut line. There's also so many guys between them and the cut line. So like that would be assuming that like not only do you fall below the cut, but you're also doing worse than everybody between you and the cut. Yeah. So I think that's why I think like, you know, those guys higher up are safe. I think, you know, Logano is enough of a race manager and like i mean the bellix maybe but like i think it's Har- harvick would be the one to fall out if yeah. if someone falls out i agree and by the way bubba wallace i know bristol's not his best track but those stage points he got at kansas if he makes it it's going to be because of that stage one because yep. he got what nine stage points like he he would be in a much worse position right now if he didn't get those. I think he's going to need stage points again to advance. I don't know if he can do that at Bristol, but I think there's a path for him. It's just like, I don't know if he can necessarily do it. I just hope he stays focused yeah, this week too. Cause he, yeah, you know how pr- much same. pressure he puts on himself. So just don't let it get, don't, don't let it get too much Bubba. That's what I would say to him. And, by the way, Zach, your Christopher Bell point, I, I agree with Jackson that I think Harvick's probably most likely to fall out, but Harvick might put a whole bunch of stage points. I mean, Joey Logano is just going to spawn with 12 to go. Harvick could that win. Was, that puts Christopher Bell Harvick could win Bristol, down. to be honest. I agree. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what, what, Jackson? <laughs> no, I didn't say anything. I was just... Yeah, I know. That's the point. Bell you went... You your, you went uh, Bell is in my championship core. I see yeah. that when it's they right run back. good, yeah, but they don't. Uh-huh. Or no, when, or they do. They do run good, but when they don't, you know, mess it up. That's the yeah. thing. It's like they're this close yeah. to the cut line. It just makes me nervous. Yeah, you know. So, like, if I had to make a prediction, maybe we can all make predictions and been going our break. If I had to make a prediction, who's four out? I would say it's me, Harvick, Wallace, Stenhouse, McDowell. Stenhouse, McDowell, they're gone. <laughs> I don't care what happens. Stenhouse could maybe shock the world and win because he's run third here before. But there's gonna have to be like a really big wreck at Bristol, but, like a, like those classic big ones that we used to yeah. get all the time here. That like, we're gonna have to. They need that and not be in it. Like Stenhouse is minus twenty two. If he like sweets the stages and boom, he's minus two. Like I is that gonna happen? No, no. absolutely not. And McDowell's been running like garbage. He's gone. Like there's no way. No. Yep. Yeah. But it's fine. So predictions? Um, Y'all going to make a prediction? I already kind of said, said it. But... Bell and Truex will swap. So it's going to be Bell, Bubba, Stenhouse, gotcha. McDowell out for me. I gotcha. think Mc... I think McDowell, Stenhouse, Bubba, and I think Truex might stay down there. I could see it. Okay. I mean, he could have issues again. It. I mean, they. Yeah. I mean, it's hard for. I think it's hard for that team to get momentum right now. So fair yeah. enough. Fair. Yeah. All right, well, I guess we'll go ahead and take a break before we talk about IndyCar at Laguna Seca, even though none of us watched that race. <laughs> um, but we'll go ahead and take a break. See you guys after. Welcome back to the Gay Racing Podcast. It's time to talk about IndyCar at Laguna Seca for whatever, the, the whatever Grand Prix, because I don't care, season finale. <laughs> so over IndyCar. It's not, it's not even IndyCar's fault. I'm, I'm just, whatever. Um, yeah, they had an event. I don't know if I'd call it a race, 
they had an event. <laughs> I, I watched the highlights. Disaster. Absolute disaster. Why? Train wreck. What happened? Oh, too, too much. You, you're going to look up a clip? I'm Who's, looking up extended like, highlights. Let's see how long they are. Yeah. Oh, God. Extended highlights minutes. is just like spin around. Joseph crashed twice. As of course. That's twice as just, more than he normally crashes. Whoa. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I, just, just embarrassing, honestly. Like, I, I'm glad I didn't watch. Like, I hate to be negative about my baby IndyCar, but like, what happened? Why is Felix Rosenquist in the lead at lap seven? This must have been a really scuff race if Felix Rosenquist is in the Rosen lead. Rosenquist got pole. For his final star with McLaren. That's cute. So he was up there. Oh. Just. Oh, he got shoved know. off the track by Alex Pillow. I see. Okay. Yeah, Pillow's like, I really don't want that car. Get off. He really don't want that car. <laughs> oh. Get oh yeah, there's the, the Joseph crash. Lap eight, of course. Because that's when you wreck your mm -hmm. best car in the field. That makes sense. Got it. Yep. But. Got it. I don't know. Yeah, I this sucks. I'm glad I didn't watch this race. I am so sorry to our IndyCar listeners. We've been negative about it for a while now. I, I, I'm, I'm just glad the season's over. The IndyCar season after Iowa, it just maybe it's because got, we're Joseph Newgarden fans. The I don't know. But, well, also the championship battle. Even if you're not a Joseph fan, I think everyone wants to see a championship battle. I mean, everyone does, of course. And yeah. I think after Iowa, it became clear that that just wasn't going to. Because Joseph didn't make up as much ground as we thought he was going to. So it just didn't really yeah. kind of... It just kind of sizzled out, I think, in my opinion, if you ask yeah. me. so It's also... I think it goes back to their, um, you know, the gaps in the schedule. Where it's yeah. kind of like... Possibly. Oh, yeah. oh that's that's still going on. Like, you don't have the race-to-race -race flow, like and, like, the thing to fall yeah. back on would be the championship, but when there's no championship battle, there's no flow to the storylines in the season. That's a great point. Yeah. Yep. So, we're not really going to talk about that, because, again, neither none of us watched it. Two of us were at Kansas, and one of us is moving. Yeah, I was so, moving this weekend. We're so. busy. Yep. We're busy, so. Yep. Uh, final point standings. Joseph Newgarden fell to fifth. In point. Wow. Let's start there. That he lost two more spots. Tied for his worst, right? He did that in 2018. Mm-hmm. Or if, at Penske, Penske. Tied yeah, for his Penske. Worst. yeah. Um. Yikes. So, so listen to this. Alex Pula won the championship. We'll talk about him in a second. Scott Dixon won again. Congrats, Zach! You got another Indy Car fancy win. Picked, I picked the. I love it because I did not try at all last week. I spent sixteen weeks busting my ass, researching <laughs> stats, trying to catch up to Alex in the points, and then the last week I barely try. I literally just picked by championship order, and I get the mother effing win. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. You deserve it. Zach has got up and left. I don't know. <laughs> He's done. He has retired. I'm so happy for him. God. Um, okay, Zach's back. <laughs> I, I'm genuinely happy for you, though. No, thank you. Because our fantasy battle, like, you and I are both competitive people. I'm I think you very are, like, competitive. extra competitive. I'm extra competitive. And I know Mostly that frustrated the hell out of you. <laughs> yeah. 
Like it, it frustrated the it hell does. out of you. So I was very happy when yeah. I saw Scott Dixon won that. So race. IndyCar is yeah. over now. We'll talk about fantasy in a minute. Never mind. I'm. Well, that's a later yeah. thing. No, no, it's fine. But like, genuinely, I'm happy for you. Thank you. I. You know what? I think I needed that because I did want to. I'm ending the season on a W. Right. Yes. I picked two winners Get into this next year. year in a good note. I'll take the picking two yeah. winners. Okay. If I'll take it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Well, let's get into the points here. Scott Dixon minus 78. And here we go. Scott McLaughlin is minus 168. Quick point about him being the best Pinsky this year. That's really cool. But minus 168. Auto Award minus 172. Joseph Newgarden minus 178. Man, that makes me want to cry. And Marcus Erickson was minus 218. What's sad is that wow. even if we did like what F1 fans like to do and like remove the best driver, it's still not really a good championship battle, is it? No, because Dixon still won by almost 100. Yeah. I mean, I guess like you would have to go through each race and like calculate the points different, but we're not doing that, obviously. But yeah, still, like it's just. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Pato Award for doing that without winning a race. Winless season yeah. for Pato, for McLaren. Aero McLaren, yeah. winless, mm-hmm. which is obviously not ideal, but. Um, think that team just know. like what were you gonna say? Zach? Nothing. I had nothing left to okay. say. But just like Penske a year ago, Ganassi won half the races. I think over half the races this year, and they are the first time since Penske's the only one who's been able to do that. Ganassi did that this year, Guess and I so. think that mm. says a lot. Yeah. So, so Alex Pillow. The gorilla in the room, as he likes to use the gorilla emoji. The gorilla in the room. Okay. <laughs> so, got his second championship. His best season in IndyCar since Tony Kanaan's 2004 season. I saw some things about Sebastian Bourdais have a really good season as well. But that was like in car or something? Yeah. yeah. Um, but Tony Kanaan, the reason I bring up Kanaan is because they had like very similar stats. They had an aver- both had an average finish of third and they both had a worst finish of eighth. Wow. That's remarkable. Yeah. That's crazy. That is crazy. So, really quick, I want to talk about Polo. It's his reputation. Does that hurt IndyCar because he's had all the legal drama? No one's really talking about a championship. I feel like they're just talking about, well, he said he wants to do F1, then he doesn't. And then he like, says no to contracts, and he changes his mind. Is that bad for IndyCar? What do we think? Um, I don't know if it's... I uh, I don't know. I don't I don't really I don't care because I think Zach Brown is already pretty manipulative manipulative with his like contracts and stuff. And I think I'm like you know I'm giving some points to Alex Polo for like throwing it right back at him because Zach Brown's promised everybody and their cousin an F1 seat. It seems like, and Alex Polo was like, screw that, and is doing his own thing. So I'm I don't I'm I'm indifferent. Zach, what do you think? Um, yeah, like I don't think I think that's another reason why maybe the end of the the end of the season wasn't really compelling. It was really hard to celebrate Alex Pillow with all of the legal drama or just all of the drama yeah. in general. And you know, McLaren, it's it's as well that whole just situation as Jackson kind of like alludes to. It's a little. It is a little toxic, isn't it? Like, all of these drivers yeah. have promised F1 seats when 
I don't see Lando Norris or Oscar Piastri going anywhere. So I don't know, yeah. dude. I, 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 yeah. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to really yeah. put blame on Alex Polo for it's, everything, but yeah. Bro also likes to sign contracts and then go like, nah, I'm good. So screw him. <laughs> I mean, I, I, yeah. he, Zach Brown should be mad at him. I'm not. I, I he should be. Yeah, I totally agree with you guys. I, it's just it's hard to celebrate a champion who's kind of made a bad yeah. reputation for himself. I think that's a lot of my problem too. Yeah. It's like I like Alex Pillow as a person, but then it's just like you and have all really this off track stuff, and it's just like he's a really good yeah, race car like, driver. I respect him. This stuff is just and it's just dumb. It's like yeah, the timing, the timing of this announcement cannot be any worse. <laughs> anyway, but the um, yes. the. But like it's kind of like I was saying with the schedule, like when the championship is decided and you don't have the flow of the season, and the only thing to talk about in the off week is your championship dominator being in the drama. Yeah, I guess, that is that did kill the vibes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and we mentioned let's head into the T now. We have a little Zach Brown serving here because he's found his Alex Pillow and Felix Rosenquist replacement. Uh, that is going to be David Malukas. It's confirmed to drive the six car for McLaren next year. I think this is a good fit for the social media team. I think that's a great <laughs> fit for uh, David Malukas and Pato War. They're going to get along great. Yeah. Uh, I hope Alexander Rossi has plenty of Tylenol, ibuprofen. But uh, driving-wise, I don't know. I'm not sure if I'm sold. I think Malukas will do good. But it's like that oh. team, It's they're so hit or miss, but... To be I think, honest, I think Malukas, you can write him in as the winner of Gateway next year. Yeah, I think it's a good fit because, well, David Malukas, you know, he like knocks on the door to win some oval. Eh, maybe not knock. Just he's gateway. getting there. He's getting there. Yeah, he's getting there. Mm-hmm. But I mean, McLaren, it's not like they can really pipe themselves up as like a top team. Because yeah. they didn't win this year. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, you know, maybe Rahal, David Malukas Rahal is Rahal the kind of driver you deserve. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So like I said, good fit for social media. Like they're gonna put out amazing oh, content. McLaren's the probably the social Malukas media champion. Yeah, like, easy. Yeah, easy. But on the track, I just I don't know. We'll see if they're better next year. And something that might make this IndyCar schedule a little better next year. Is that they have found something to fill that gap between race one and race two? Oh, another oval? Can you believe it? Is it another oval, Alex? No, it's not another oval. Oh, not another oval. Is it okay? Is it a really cool, like you know, road course or street course event that's like a really prestigious? Well, I don't know if I call it prestigious, but like it's definitely like wealthy. <laughs> yeah. Are they borrowing yeah. an idea yeah. from NASCAR? Yeah, kind of. Uh oh. Yeah. yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> this can't be good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, IndyCar, they're going to hold an all star race. Oh, God. <laughs> that is being held at the Thermal Club where they did preseason testing this year. That sounds like a, uh, that sounds like a club I would go to at night. And mm. I, I wouldn't be going there to drink. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> so let me give up more details and then we can then we can discuss uh it is a million dollars to win that's gonna be a fun fun but race. 
the, the money is split between club members of the thermal club. I don't like that part at all. What? And what? what? Why? What did they do? <laughs> Wait, who was in so, this club? What? <laughs> so members of the club, the thermal club, are going to get to draw numbers to see who they are paired with as a driver. And however their driver does in the race, they get some of that money as well. Oh. Even though they're wealthy. Even though they're already wealthy. I get that. But, like, that's... I think that's cool. That's an idea I've always wanted, except it's, like, random fans. Yeah. Fans. That's something NASCAR should probably do with the All-Star Race. If they want to spice it up. Mm Mm-hmm. Like Willy Wonka chocolate factory, like golden ticket kind of stuff, you know? Like cans of bush light. Yeah. <laughs> what? It, that's what they, that's, that's what they probably actually do. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that part is the part I don't like. Yeah. This part Zach won't like. They're going to have two heat races. Ah! They're going to have qualifying. And then they're going to have two heat races. No, they're going to call them heat races, but they're not heat races. (laughs) Probably. But then the top six in both heats will advance to a main event to race for a million dollars. And the key thing that I like here is that it's going to be on March 24th on NBC in between races one and two. So that month-long gap, there's putting something in there, but I guess no other track wanted to do it. So they're like, well... Let's do an all-star race. That's an exhibition, not for points. See, Yay. why couldn't they just uh-huh. have a normal race? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I don't get it. You can still do the gimmick of like the wealthy people picking a driver and stuff. Like, <laughs> so because this track, they'd have to put up like seating, I guess. Oh, God, we can't have people watch the race. That's the last thing we want as IndyCar. (laughs) Are they going to do that for this? Like, I have no idea. So what? It's only going to be 17 rich people there? Wait, what does this track look like? Thermal Club. Where is this? They did preseason testing. It's in California. This track looks cool, I guess. Like, the drivers seem to like it. Some of the drivers are saying we should have a race here. I don't know. I like it. But, um, so I like the idea, right? That we're going to fill the gap on the schedule. We're going to have a race here, whatever. I just don't like that we're copying NASCAR. We couldn't have come up with like an original idea. Yeah. I don't know. Like to me, it's just like you, you're trying to grow and you're going against NASCAR. The answer shouldn't be to go against NASCAR or copy NASCAR and copy their idea. That's dying. Like, the All-Star Race is on its deathbed right now in NASCAR, and you're going to copy that. The All-Star event is on its deathbed in all sports. Yeah, true. Okay, yeah, yeah. Which is, like, that's really interesting to me, like, why it's dying out. We'll have to talk about that next All-Star Race or something, but, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't realize it was dying in other sports. I've kind of heard rumblings of that, too. They're all having an identity crisis. They're turning into like skills events more than an all star like oh, game. Kind of like, oh, that's yeah, what they're more you're right. Into. Like the uh, home run derby and stuff, kind of. Right. Like that's more popular than the all star game itself. And like the NFL does like a skills challenge, the NHL does a skills challenge. Like, yeah. 
the the all-star game genre is, is in a transition it's kind of like when nascar you know like if they had their unique qualifying format and stuff and like even the burnout competition like i think more yeah, stuff like, like that, that would kind of make it interesting and yeah. whatever but um yeah, and like my thing with yeah. IndyCar is that they already have stuff like that at the Indy 500, like the pit stop competition and, you know, qualifying its own thing there. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I don't know if they really, whatever. Well, I'll probably, honestly, the race will probably be pretty good, actually, but we'll see. Um, yeah, like, yeah. I'll watch it. I just don't really care about the whole money thing, personally, yeah. you know. Well, that's because um, you're not rich. I like that it'll be on NBC. Yeah. Yeah, I That's, guess. You're not bald but, um, and have like a six-figure salary, so. Or seven-figure, I guess, for these guys. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we'll see how that happens. The schedule's not out yet. There's also talks of, like, an Argentina exhibition race. It's just like, we need more point races. Yes. Why are we yes. doing exhibitions? So Alex Polo can win races to do exhibition by, uh, races. by uh, more points. But we're going to add Milwaukee, so Joseph Newgarden, we think, is still in contention. <laughs> so we think by the time they <laughs> get to Milwaukee. Speaking of uh, pretending like we're in contention, um, Gay Racing Podcast Fantasy. As we talked about earlier, yay. I ended off IndyCar um, making the score look a little bit closer. Alex finishes the IndyCar season with 20 points. I finish it with 8. Not bad. I'll take it. I'm proud of you. I closed I'm the so gap. I'm so proud of you. I closed the gap as close as I could. Um, we'll do better I next closed year. it. It's 12 points. Yeah. It's 12 points. <laughs> it's, yeah. So, um... No, I'm proud of you. I'm very proud of Bristol you. Bristol or yeah. NASCAR. Unfortunately, Alex picked Reddick. Reddick had a great restart and got Alex yeah, three I, points. Yeah, I got the win where it matters. So, now I am... So, what I was going to say earlier, of course, I finally get a win in IndyCar... And then NASCAR, you get the win, and NASCAR is the actual race where it matters right now. So I'm now down eight mm-hmm. points with eight races to go, and I'm not in a good situation. Like, I got to start popping off wins, yeah. obviously. And now, plenty of time to do it. Kind of, compared to IndyCar. You, you could, if neither of us get a win, you'd have to win the rest of the race, you, like yeah. beat me in the rest of the race to tie. Yeah. Like, you, it's yeah. go time. But. You know, they're coming down to the end here. It is go time. I have my pick ready. I'm going to type my pick out in the Discord chat for Bristol. All right. Um, it's hard to pick for Bristol because, like, I feel like they never race there anymore. <laughs> you know. So I have my pick ready. Are you ready? Well, I have a pick. Yeah. All right. Three, two, one. I'm pressing enter. Oh wow! Oh, no. We both picked no. Brad Kislowski. Wow. I did not think you'd pick Brad. I didn't think you was going to pick on. Brad Kozlowski. I thought I had this in the bag. Me too! I thought I had Brad in the bag. And guess Come what? On. Brad's going to win, and now I don't get my three points. Jesus Christ. Wow. I didn't I didn't no. really have a... Oh, Jesus. I didn't really either. I thought you were going to go someone else. Oh, God. Alex, okay. why do you have to do Fine. this? This is crazy. That was actually kind okay. of crazy, isn't it? I might have to pull up and some stats And Brad, here. of all people... I mean, mm. he's. I mean, he has a lot of wins at Bristol, doesn't he? And I, I know. just think he's really riding a stride of momentum right now. I he was mean, probably gonna win it last year until he had that issue, and that's wow. how Busher came through to win. Wow. Well, um, I got my second pick, I guess. Unless you take this motherfucker too. Oh. 
I thought you weren't cussing anymore. That's what I thought too. But here we are. You're taking my pick. I'm cussing now. I'm throwing out the other, the the all, all the mfers. All right. Okay. I got a pick. All right. Three, two, one. We both picked oh, Chris Busher. Oh god. I hate you. No. I literally don't like you anymore. So, general consensus, it's RFK, I think, is the favorite for yeah, Bristol. I, I guess so. I genuinely think that. I guess okay. so, apparently. Jesus, I didn't think it'd be this close. What is this, IndyCar, where we keep matching? Okay. This is ridiculous, I got Alex. I have my third pick. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I swear <laughs> to God. Three, two, one. Pressing enter. No! <laughs> So we both picked Kyle Larson. Zach got up and left his seat. Um, I'm in title defense mode. I'm trying to go back Obviously. to the season. Yeah. This is crazy. Jackson hasn't even made a pick yet. Jackson's going to be waiting. I'm, I'm, I, You're going to run through the whole field. Apparently. What happens if you guys through, go through every entry? I don't know what happens. I then. don't know what happens. I think it's rock, paper, scissors at that point. And like, it's like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like then we, I don't even know what would happen. I don't know. Um, okay. I got another one. I'm thinking about mine. Hold on. See, I don't feel confident about this one, but like I, it could happen, I guess. But, but I think it's going to be RFK. I, I just, grr. I can leave you. All about. right. You're ready? Okay, let's do it. All right. Yep. Three, two, one. Okay. There you go. So I'm picking Kevin Harvick, and Alex is picking Denny Hamlin. Um. Now, yes. part of me is a little concerned with your Denny Hamlin pick. Like, concerned for me, because I, you know, mm -hmm. he, he's just fast everywhere. He's got some wins at Bristol. I think that's a really nice, safe pick. Um. Kevin Harvick, though, I think Bristol's just one of his best tracks for lately for mm -hmm. some reason. And from what I've seen from that four team this year, I think I really think he can win. I said it earlier in the episode, actually. I, th I said he could go and win Bristol. So even though you guys have him out of the playoffs, I think he's going to go out here and win the underdog. And you know, it would match what you said earlier because you were saying Bell and Truex would swap spots. If Harvick wins, he'd leapfrog up. He would leapfrog uh, Bell, and then Logano and Bell are tied in points, and Truex yeah. goes up. But it would fit your case you were making earlier. Yeah. God. Yeah. Oh man. If an RFK car wins, I'm gonna if be so mad. If any of those mad. three guy win, three guys win, I'm gonna be really mad because that's insane that you just see, blocked. See, all we're my competitive. Picks. This is so fun. This is insane. This is so fun for you. It's coming down to it. It is coming down to it. Come on, Harvick. Harvick, I and need you. I need Kevin Harvick. To stop messing around. Rodney Childers, start so, cheating. He needs to start cheating. <laughs> so, I know Zach's mad at me right now, but I was really nice before we started recording. I said we don't have to have Jackson cancel out a pick because, mm -hmm. you know, Zach's behind and everything. I don't want to have that impact the it's championship the here. It's for the fans. Yeah. yeah. Keep it close. It's for you. Let me get, make um, a comment. I'm a here. friend of yours. I don't want to hurt your feelings. Okay. So... Jackson, who yeah. are you going to go with? So my pick remains unchanged throughout all of that. Um, my pick is Christopher Bell. No. That's a good pick. 
it, I don't see if, that. Really I think he won funny. stage. He finished second in stage one last year. He won stage two last year. He finished fourth. He's going to be on the bubble. He's going to be pushing. He's going to be near the front. Christopher Bell. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. I just, it's just weird vibes with him this year, man. Yeah. I, just, I don't know. He's got to get we'll another see. one at some point, you know. It's a good pick, though. It's like right? Right? Exactly. Reddick. Well, it's look coming. at Reddick, though. I mean, start. Reddick won, and then he did nothing for the rest of the regular season, and then he comes out and wins. Bell did the same thing. One Bristol dirt, yeah. now might sweep Bristol. I, you never know. I think yeah. that's just the thing. It's NASCAR, and we don't know, and that's why fantasy's so stupid. <laughs> Thinking about it, I think if you would have picked Denny, I probably would have thought about Bell. I thought I about Bell. Been... I just don't have. The, I don't like the vibes. I just don't think that yeah. team's going to execute at all. And see, when you went through both RFK cars, I was like, "Well, Ford short tracks." But I'm like, I don't trust Team Penske. Logano could totally win this race. Ryan Blaney, maybe. Mm. Like he's done good at Bristol before, but then things go wrong. But talk about Ford um, Harvick. Harvick's been really good at short tracks this year. Yeah, if you look, it's I, mean, it's, I think I didn't want to pick like Harvick that. to contradict sure. myself. I have him out, yeah. and I said that earlier. <laughs> All right. Um, so, I think that's everything. We have an Apple review to read again this week. That's two weeks in a row! Zach, two weeks in a row! Zach, I'm going to let you read another one. <clears throat> would you like to read this one, too? I would like to read this one. So, EA King writes, Great podcast! I just found this podcast this week. Shout out Matt Weaver. I'm a lifelong NASCAR fan who was born and raised in the South and also a member of the LGBTQ community. I've never seen this kind of representation in the sport. I kind of thought I was the only one. We did too. Me too, um, girl. It's good to find other people in our community who love the sport. Thank you for putting this on. And, you know, that's why, that's why we do this, right? Because... To you know, mm-hmm. like kind of let people like you know EA King know that there's gay people do like racing and uh, Matt Weaver. Matt Weaver was on our uh, show last week. Check that out. We talked about the Southern 500 and all that cool stuff. Um, so check that episode out if you haven't already. But yeah, so thank you, thank you, EA King. Love the review. And we have a second they, review. They, they or they do say something else. This is also EA King. Okay. They also said that we know NASCAR. We tolerate IndyCar, which I found very funny. <laughs> I love this. And uh, they shun F1 the way it should be. This is really like EA a Facebook King. post. I love it. <laughs> Keep on killing it, guys. You got a new subscriber and a weekly Aww, listener. Thank you. Thank you, EA The King. way it should be. I love that. Um, I love how they phrase that. That's amazing. So <laughs> we love we love IndyCar, okay? But Indy is just being a little naughty right now. Like, I put them in the corner. They're it's being like, very yeah. bad. I don't... I'm time mad out. at them right now. Timeout. Yeah, they're, no. they're in timeout. Exactly. F1, I don't... I haven't cared since 2021 Abu Dhabi. Mm-hmm. But, like, I... It's whatever. Um, we did get other reviews, but I'm going to try doing, like, one a week. We're going to try and do that. I think that'll work out pretty good. But, yeah. Thanks for the review, EA. King... And Zach, do you want to take us home? I guess so. Um, if you would like to follow us to keep up with everything we're up with, um, check follow Gay Racing Pod on all of our socials, X, Instagram, threads, all that stuff. Follow me at DreamyZachGP. 
Follow Alex at Newgaden. Um, Jackson, 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 where yeah. can the people find your beautiful face? I, well, you can find me uh, on most places at, un- at underscore jtod14 underscore. But Period. the big thing I'm working on right now is I'm working on the YouTube. So search Jackson Todd on YouTube. It's it's me there with uh, my scanner headphones on. So that's where yep. to find me these days. Long, long red hair as seen in the NASCAR and NBC intro um, 2022. <laughs> so um, if he looks like... What, how did that song go? One for the money, two for the soul. <laughs> my God. Y'all, killed that, by the way. Y'all, <laughs> I found a NASCAR fan on Splatoon Twitter. I was on Splatoon Twitter and I saw really? there's a reply to like a Splatfest tweet and the account is called Good NASCAR Paint Schemes. I'm like, what are you doing here? Ariana, what you- are you doing here, girl? <laughs> You're in the wrong house. <laughs> Oh my, oh my god. god. That's insane. Yeah. No, that's cool. Um but yeah. Um but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, Jackson, for coming on, talk about NASCAR with us. And we yeah, will see you guys back. see you guys next week at Bristol. At not at Bristol, sorry. <laughs> after after Bristol. Um wait. We're recording on Sunday, aren't we? Because it's a Saturday night race. Probably. Yay! Yay me! <laughs> oh, I don't have to come home next Monday and record. Yay. All right. Cool. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye.